You're with Julian on the Brown Notes and Scott Morrison, the gift that keeps on giving. About a year ago, I posted a lot of stuff on YouTube about how he was dead in the water. He was gone. And the primary reason was the emergence of the Brittany Higgins scandal. And my reasoning was that there was no way that the CEO of the company would not be at, would not be made aware of the rape of a staff member down the hall from your office that was reported to the police that was then reported in the newspaper the canberra times i believe uh and that several of your senior ministers interviewed her about and that your own chief of staffs spoke to her about or were notified about it is physically impossible that he didn't know so he maintained one that he didn't know about the rape of Brittany higgins which was impossible you're a liar you did uh, and the, and the, the one of the themes at the time was that no one could throw each other under a bus because they all knew. And they, they all knew, obviously. And two, that you covered it up to win an election because it happened just out from the, the last election. Both of those are terminal for anyone. Nothing has happened yet so much, but it seems to be edging a bit more towards that. Um, so this um, this is about... <laughs> The Scott Morrison tech scandal and the um, question on everyone's lips, apart from Australian journalists. So um, there was a wonderful bit by um, Peter Van Onselen, who last week dominated the news cycle, ironically, with his thoughts about a different woman involved in the um, abuse of women. Uh, where his column attacking her for not smiling at Scott Morrison was the thing that actually drew uh, approbation from the um, right-leaning part of Australia. He's back. He was back in the news again with one of the greatest moments in modern Australian history, uh, doorstepping ScoMo, at a, the, the man most in love with um, PR in this country, at the National Press Club. Um, he said uh, he claimed he'd been leaked test messages between a current Liberal cabinet minister and Berejiklian. Uh, in one, Berejiklian described you as a horrible, horrible person, going on to say she didn't trust you and you're more concerned with politics and people. The cabinet minister is even more scathing, describing you as a fraud and a complete psycho. Now, that moment and the look on ScoMo's face, who is such a brittle, brittle, bitter bully of a man who projects this Scott Cam going to the footy, having a can of the beverage, um, his whole fabricated persona that he took on once he realised that he could roll Malcolm Turnbull, he's actually a really nasty, bitter, vindictive bully. So for him to be doorstep like that was so good. And um, the uh, Bob Carr has come out, the ex-New South Wales leader came out and said that it was Dutton who was speaking to him. Uh, Dutton's got some skin in the game here. Like, no one likes Scott Morrison and his government, and particularly Peter Dutton. Peter Dutton was conned into believing that he could replace Malcolm Turnbull, which would have, been which would have saved the country because... He would have actually still lost to Bill Shorten and we could have addressed franking credits, negative gearing, tax breaks for the wealthy and had a federal ICAC all this time. But instead, ScoMo very cleverly worked out that he could appeal to the Scott Camographic and become Daggy Dad 
and spend a billion dollars in rorts, uh, building car parks and rowing club equipment or whatever he did and got over the line. So it would have been brilliant if Peter Dutton had actually got over the line. So he still has massive animosity towards um, Scott Morrison. But if you don't believe uh, that it was Peter Dutton who told Gladys Berejiklian that he was a, Scott Morrison was a complete psycho, in August last year, uh, this was in the Sydney Morning Herald. Berejiklian is a Liberal team player who keeps her grievances about Morrison private, but in private she is scathing. The New South Wales Premier has told Liberal colleagues she'd have preferred Peter Dutton had won the last federal leadership ballot. She'd rather be dealing with Dutton because Morrison is so unpleasant and a bully and went so far as to tell her colleague Morrison's behaviour was evil. Now, who do you think that Gladys felt comfortable enough and the minister felt comfortable enough to have that exchange with? It's, it's Dutton, isn't it? I mean, it would. the evidence would seem that it is likely to be Dutton if Bob Carr is saying it to a man who is so litigious he just sued somebody with five cents in their bank account. So that was fun. A lot of fun, to be honest. Um... But then the best fun of all was watching Barnaby Joyce and Vicky Campion coming out swinging. Barnaby Joyce attacked the leaker for being this, um, you know, evil person. Vicky Campion, for some reason, is now Peter Credlin. Um, so she loves her free jobs. Doesn't matter if it's in government or getting a column in the Australian or Daily Telegraph, despite having absolutely no reason to have one. She came out swinging against this person, leaking the text. And then her fiancé, Barnaby Joyce, was revealed to be another person responsible for slagging off Scott Morrison in text messages. He's a hypocrite and a liar from my observations, and that's over a long time, Mr Joyce wrote in the message about someone he later claimed to barely know. I have never trusted him, and I dislike how he earnestly rearranges the truth to a lie. Now... That was funny. It was hilarious. And it was also hilarious to see Vicky Campion talking about, about the um, disloyalty of the person that leaked it uh, and how, how appalling that person's behaviour was when you've been shagging your married boss. Um, but this is the number one question. Barnaby Joyce was saying this to Brittany Higgins in March 2001. Now, 2021. Now, think about what was happening in 2021 in March. That was when the Brittany Higgins rape scandal was at its peak in the media, where Scott Morrison was furiously denying ever knowing anything about it, and where um, Brittany Higgins accused Scott Morrison's office of backgrounding her, her partner and trying to trash his reputation. So this is the, this is the question that everyone in the whole country is asking and no one in the media despite us continually hassling them on a daily basis is asking them what about or relating to Brittany Higgins was Scott Morrison a liar about according to Barnaby Joyce if Barnaby Joyce is contacting Brittany Higgins to call Scott Morrison a liar you would assume that it relates to Brittany Higgins and that it relates to Brittany Higgins and the rape scandal. It would be impossible for it not to be. 
Now, this infers that Scott Morrison was lying about elements of the Brittany Higgins rape scandal. So I think this is just a very long drop in shoes from this time last year to, you know, there's so much evidence out there. Barnaby Joyce has gone run screaming back, scurrilously putting his dunce cap on, sitting in the corner. What does Scott Morrison have on you? I mean, this is a this is a guy that was obviously acting out on the fact that he was um, ditched for boinking his young female staff member whilst being a married man to a woman that had four children by him and campaigned against gay marriage because he believes in the sanctity of marriage. And he was shoved to the back bench. But as we know in the meritocracy that is Australia, no posh-educated boy ever stays down long. Um, from Karl Stefanovic to Barnaby Joyce, they'll always be put back in positions of power. Doesn't matter what you do, really. So... There's no possibility Scott Morrison didn't know about the rape of Brittany Higgins long before he says that he did. And there must be evidence from people that have spoken to him about it. And we've all been waiting for those people to come forward. And I think this was a little bit of Barnaby Joyce coming forward. There's two things he could have been referring to, which was the backgrounding on Brittany Higgins' partner or the knowing about the rape scandal. Either way, um, I would say that's pretty terminable, really. Um, so we've now got a situation where there's three of the most senior people at that time in politics in Australia, the leader of New South Wales, Dutton, and the Deputy Prime Minister, all calling the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, a liar, a hypocrite, a complete psycho. <laughs> He's just not liked by anyone. He's this most vacuous chancellor that's ever lived. He is the... He is the guy that should have been found out in middle management at a tyre company for being so far beyond his means in that environment. But his limitless ambition and ruthlessness and lack of character has got him to the top job in the land. And we have the fact it is the most shameful election in Australian history that a man with the character of Bill Shorten, with the policies of Bill Shorten, got beaten by that odorous slug. Um, it is just disgusting that that happened and it reflects so poorly on the character of so many people in this country. Now, I said months ago that uh, Scott Morrison would be angling for an election probably by March, April time. It's looking like May might be the latest purely because of all of the scandals that were around him and the fact that nobody likes him and that Dutton and Frydenberg would be trying to oust him. If he had to wait till a November election... Dutton and Freinenberg will roll him, no doubt about it at all. So he needed to get the election campaign off running. He wanted to do so last year. We have had three, this is a meritocracy of Australia. We've had three years running where Scott Morrison's got off to a flyer. This year, he's engulfed in tech scandals like nobody's business. Last year, he was engulfed in the Brittany Higgins race scandal, the endless stream of misogyny scandals besetting the uh, Liberal Party, and the year before was a bushfire crisis. Nothing has happened to him yet. This is how bad this country is. The support network he has is just mind-blowing. If you're in Labour and you did any of those things, you're gone on the day. You resign or you're sacked on the day. These Liberals and their entitlement, they never go anywhere. He's had three anus horribleses and it still hasn't taken him down. 
Well, we've had the Sydney Morning Herald of promoting Josh Frydenberg, have been doing for a year, and they want him to take over because he's a moderate psycho, I guess. And um, the Murdoch press have been, and Andrew Bolt and the 2GB crowd have been heralding Peter Dutton. I really hope it is Dutton, just purely because Dutton is, is a monster too far. Um, if Scott Morrison and Peter Dutton are virtually identical or were 10 years ago, look at the spouting on immigration policies. But as soon as uh, Morrison realised that he could roll uh, Malcolm Turnbull, he invented this happy, friendly, smiley character. At the time, so did Peter Dutton. But it was like Mo from The Simpsons going on a date, going like this. No one believed it. Maybe he is not quite as natural a liar. Um, so this it would it would probably be better. It will probably be safer. And the bigger the election defeat for the Liberal Party, the better. Um, so given that um, Anthony Albanese has um, abandoned all Labour policies in an effort to... Because every time that Labour loses an election, the media tells them that it was because they were too left-wing, playing identity politics, absolute rubbish. But they make sure that they know that. Like in the UK, they make sure that they know that Jeremy Corbyn lost because of his being too left-wing. And actually, Tony Blair would win. But Tony Blair lost 60 seats in his last election and 15 years after that they were the Blair, Tony Blair people in Labour lost all those elections no one mentions it was because he followed Tony Blair's policies but Anthony Albanese has fallen for the bait dropped all Labour policies so that leaves us with one and the most important reason for the next election to be won by Labour is the federal ICAC the corruption body in New South Wales has shone such a light on what goes on behind the scenes. Can you imagine what the federal liberal people have been up to without anybody oversighting what they're doing? I mean, the the amount of liberal front benches that, or back benches that are on are worth a hundred million dollars and have reached these heights since they've been in office. The amazing amount of rorting that's been going on for car park rorts and sports rorts and who that went to. This is becoming the most important thing. You know, we can't address franking credits. We can't address negative gearing. We can't address virtually anything important, but we can get a federal ICAC. And he needs to keep two elements of that, which is retrospective and public, which is the number one job the Liberal Party have now is to stop it. But I am sad that if Anthony Albanese gets in, everyone in the right-wing media will say, see, we needed this centrist, bit liberal leader to get in. Had nothing to do with it. It would be because they were voting against the liberals. So anyway.